How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my host and my dad, Noel Teal. The regular season is over for the NFL. We're here. It's playoff time, and those playoffs will be held without the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't know whether to be, you know, I. I think about two weeks ago, I was resigning myself to the fact the season was over. Mm-hmm. But then when we had the ball on the seven-yard line mm-hmm. with a chance to go up and win the game with the fact that I thought Philly was going to come out and beat Washington, I, I then all of a sudden thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And McCarthy kills me again. Yep, I, he does. And we're going to get into all these games, but most importantly, break down what went wrong for the Cowboys in that game. And what oh, went wrong for on. this season? We're, this is going to be a, a how many minute episode? Well, we'll try our best to keep it uh, uh, short and condensed and not get this going over a couple hours. <laughs> but we also have to break down the Eagles game. Did Doug Peterson, his questionable call of pulling Jalen Hurts in that fourth quarter. is Third quarter. And he's got a lot of people on, on edge and, and disagreeing with with his decision there. I guarantee we disagree. I think we do. Yeah. And we also have the playoffs. You know, every seat is taken up now. We got the Ravens, Browns, they're in. Dolphins, they're not in. They get embarrassed. Who called that? And uh, Who called that? Yeah, I was wrong on that Dolphins uh, pick. Ah, you were, were you? Uh, next week, on or, or this week on Friday, our next episode, we'll have Guru Griff here. Awesome. And we'll break down the playoffs, give you our playoff prediction. Uh, always great to have Guru back. I know he's eager to get back on the show. And we're going to... We're gonna go and and, and get our, our our brackets filled out and and, and get our, our pick our, our Super Bowl champs for uh, the twenty twenty one Super Bowl. I just hope that everybody's healthy enough to play. Yeah, you know, I like, think I think we have to give an, a, a round of applause to the NFL. Yes, for playing two hundred fifty six out of two hundred fifty six games this season. Unbelievable and mm-hmm. tremendously consistent with the way they've held on to. You know the COVID protocols and who had to be out, and mm-hmm. you know, and it you know it, it affected every team, and you know there was no favoritism. I, I just I really applaud the NFL for for getting through this. Yeah, year. but now it, it it gets to these games where it, this is win or go home, and if you have a situation like the Steelers have had, a situation where the Ravens have had no running backs, a situation where the Broncos didn't have a quarterback in in a playoff game like this. That means it's season over if you're not able to follow, you know, these protocols. So we'll see. Well, if how... any if any of the teams lose all their players, yeah, give me a call. I'll get the Cowboys back <laughs> on the schedule. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Okay. But in this episode, we got to break down Week 17, recap all the games, and get ready for the playoffs. Lot to break down. Let's run it. Let's break down some of these games in Week 17 that were do or die for some of these teams to make the playoffs. And let's start out with the Cowboys. Why not? Sure. Just let's get this over with. Let's get this this season over with. Let's put it put it to rest and and let, let's talk about the game to start off. Giants Cowboys. In the end, it didn't matter. That's probably the best part about it. This is, this, this is in what the end, it didn't matter. This is what you're hanging your hat on. 
uh, it's, we, it's true. For for the three and a half hours we sat and watched that game, yeah. did we not suffer? Did we not have our emotions tugged? Did our heart rates not go Look, up and down? Three and a half hours times that by 16 <laughs> for the season. Right. And that's what happened. And that the fact was- that it didn't matter in the end because the fact that Mike McCarthy's an ass mm-hmm. and the play calling at down in the stretch was terrible. I, I have three problems with this game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up there, and then that's gonna be my the end of it for me. Number one, how does Mike McCarthy not challenge that catch by Pettis mm-hmm. or that non catch? Well, well by his Pettis. explanation was there was it was too risky of a a challenge because he didn't know you know he didn't want to risk losing that timeout so late in the game where they needed. Okay, uh, first of all, everybody and their mother knew the guy trapped the ball. Second of all, you. You made the guy kick a 50-yard field goal when it would in turn have been a 60-yard field goal, which they would have punted. Mm-hmm. So you got to take that chance, number one. Number two, Andy Dalton does a great job in the fourth quarter bringing us back all the way down the field with two minutes left. We get to the seven-yard line after he runs and scrambles for a first down. Yep. And what do we call on first down? Not a handoff to Zeke, not a handoff to Pollard. We Just a straight-back pass in which he gets sacked, and then we go backwards, 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 and we don't get the final touchdown. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with this this play calling? I don't get it. You have Zeke just hand on the ball four times. If he can't get seven yards, then t- fine. I'm fine with losing. Yeah. So, yes, it's it was disappointing. There's a lot of blame to go around, but starting with with the McCarthy and his questionable calls of of the, the challenge and not going for two on the the, yes. the touchdown before. Look, it, it's all about you just have to know your scenario. If this is – if this game is – if the Cowboys are like fighting for seeding of, of the two or the three seed or the five or the six seed and you want to play conservative because you're really about winning this game, sure, maybe don't challenge, whatever. You're six and nine. And have to win the game. And have to win the game. But, but at the end of the day, you're six and nine – with all every backup on the field, who cares? Like you're not even supposed to be in this position because the you know a division's not supposed to be this terrible. Just challenge the call, go for two, go for it on a fourth down. Like you, I I, I don't understand like the situation in which you know it it should have just been called a challenge from it, a guy who for the first fourteen weeks of the season went for it on everything. Yeah, when he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. He's driving me insane. Yeah, he is, but. About the red zone, uh, another thing, you know, field goals instead of touchdowns, it's a killer. Yeah, that's that's been the story with with this team. I mean, they they don't have the the plays drawn up in the red zone. They haven't utilized Zeke, and that's the thing. Like like Zeke has been the whole thing this year. You know, if you have Dak, you don't really need Zeke. When you have Andy Dalton, you really need Zeke. But here's the problem with this team: it wasn't in the end. It wasn't the coaching. It wasn't the not being able to score in the red zone it just was the injuries that's what this season comes down to you when say have that you but ever when have you ever ever seen a team without their starting tight end quarterback and all five offensive linemen that's where it gets me all five it's not we were, we weren't missing our tackle we weren't worth missing our two tackles how about missing our two all pro center and guard and our our Pro Bowl right tackle and our all pro left tackle. That's three all pros and a Pro Bowl out. 
you I get can't. you can't win many games. You can't, but we could have won that game on Sunday. Hundred percent, you could have won that game. I'm talking about the season as a whole. The season was a disaster. I, I mean, it, it is ridiculous. The fact that you are with, and still Zeke was at like 960 yards, well, 980 yards. It also took the defense four, 13, 14 weeks to figure out how to play defense. Agreed. But here's the the issue with, with what I have with the defense. The defense this year, despite maybe four games where you got blown out, where it was the uh, the the Cleveland game, the Arizona game, the Wash, the second Washington game, and the Baltimore game. Those were four games where the defense was absolutely the worst defense ever. Yep. The other games, they gave you a chance. In the final games after the week, they allowed 28 to, to Minnesota. They allowed 7 to Cincinnati. They allowed, th- it was really wasn't 33. It was more like 25 because it was a Hail Mary. 25 to San Fran, mm-hmm. 17 to, to, to Philly, and 23 to the Giants. This team, the defense was supposed to be middle of the pack mm-hmm. to low like like it wasn't supposed to be a great defense if they give if the, this defense gives you under 25 points you should be able to this team should be able to win every game because of how good the offense should be scoring over 25 like the the defense was really not the issue once they started the, the season with everyone hurt like a, their top two corners were hurt the rookie was the number one cor- corner that was not supposed to be his role you had linebackers hurt with Vander Esch yep. and then with the offense hurt there's just no chance. It was just a mess. I get it. A mess of a season. One last question before we move on. Yeah. Will Andy Dalton be back? Andy Dalton will be back. You he'll, think so? he'll be a back. He'll be the well, backup. Okay. Like, like he'll be back right. unless he retires, which what, I don't. What, see. what happens if someone hires or hire, uh, signs him to be the starter? No. He, I mean, <laughs> he's going to be back. Okay. I, I, I don't see why he would leave. Okay. I think, I think he'll just be back as, as the right. backup. That is all I can give about the Cowboys right now. And that is it. And the Giants. You get one worse draft pick spot than us. Well, that and the fact that you had hope going into f- right Sunday night. And we'll night. talk about the And you had Eagles hope game. through half the game. Yeah. You thought you were going to the playoffs. And then Doug Peterson ripped <laughs> the ball right under you. Oh, my God. I would be so pissed if I was a Giants fan. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, let's talk about that AFC kind of craziness in that wild card. The five, the five teams that were all 10-5 and five and only one missed out. And, and it's the, the one Dolphins. I called. Miami Dolphins let me down. They get absolutely, what's the word? Shellacked. Embarrassed. Shellacked. By the Bills. Yeah. These Bills, like Josh Allen, we knew it was going to play. Yep. But it, it was one of those games where they probably wanted to play Josh Allen for a half. And wanted to play Stefan Diggs for a half. And, and they scored 56 points. I mean, you're talking about you're fighting to make the playoffs. You come out, a, you, you have all the momentum from last week. Coming off a incredible win, comeback win with Fitzpatrick, and Tua just isn't up for the for the challenge. No, he, he wasn't, and, and that that poses my first question. Well, with his three sixty one, uh, one touchdown and three interceptions, yeah, he threw the ball fifty eight times. Fifty eight. Yeah, that's not what he's. Sp- no. that's not what this offense and, supposed to. And do. he averages like six yards a play. Like I mean on. On a good day. Yeah. So my my question about about this and the, the Dolphins offseason, obviously they're set up very nicely with a gift from the Texans with that number three pick. Yes. Which is going to cause all sorts of controversy. Right. And do you think two is the answer? That was that that was my question. Is I, two I know the question. answer? I think it's unknown. 
I'm not one of those guys. There's a bunch of people going out that, oh, two is not the answer. They're draft fields with that number three pick. I, you can't. You can't do that. Why can't you? Because I, I, I just, it, I, I'm not going to, what are you going to do? It, it, like, you're going to draft fields and trade him? Like, like I, I don't see why that makes any sense. You're going to go one more year with Tua. You, you, you invested a, you know, a top five, a top six, whatever he was, top six pick. Mm-hmm on your quarterback who you think is going to be great and he has shown that he can be great was there times this season where he was bad yes but he's also a rookie coming off a very bad injury in college so I think you give him another year if he struggles next year and they're you know not improved after who I think that third pick should be if they're able to get Devonta Smith I don't know if they take him that high and I don't know if you know if that's their biggest need but if they were able to get another weapon but because Devontae Parker showed that this year, you know, after Jarvis Landry left, he just isn't the same guy as a number one. Although he did go seven for one sixteen in this game. Right. He had his moments. Yeah. He I don't believe he's a number one wide receiver. I think if they were able to get and, Devonta Smith and put him on the other side and re bring him back with Tua. Exactly. Mm. And the defense is already good. Mm. Get another weapon for him. I don't hate the pick. Yeah. So I think get some weapons, get some better. Uh, interior line help. They have a running back. They have other. They have a decent offensive line. The defense is stellar. I think this is a get to us some weapons and give him one more chance. And give him one more chance before you Josh Rosen right. him. Yeah, I agree. And on the Bills side, I mean, this, this team flat is, out this bill. This whoop. Bills team is is got. You know, they have what it takes to make the Super Bowl. They have oh, what it takes without a doubt. This is a team that's going to go head to head with the Chiefs. And they're they're gonna give them a run for their money for for that AFC. I agree. I I think that it, they are they are fantastic. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. And even in in just barely a half, uh, Stefan Diggs went seven for seventy six. Unbelievable. He's he's unbelievable. Yep. The connection that him and Allen have is ridiculous. And but they need Cole Beasley back. They do. And shout out Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Yeah, two for one hundred seven. Two steal. Two in that fourth round. UCF Browns. They make the playoffs. For the first time since 2002. The Called longest, that too. The longest uh, drought is over. Drought in the NFL. Yeah, we both had that. The Browns winning that game. And now they will rematch. Although, although they did everything in their power to, to lose make, that to game. make right. the Browns fans scared out of their pants. Right. Exactly. But that's just the Browns. Yeah. And now they'll rematch the Steelers next week in the wild card matchup. And now the Steelers will have all their starters. So. Yeah. And the fact that Nick Chubb went 47 yards for a touchdown on, like, the, whatever, it was the second or third play of the game. Yeah. And he ended with 108. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, I, I feel like the Browns forget they have the second best running back in the AFC. Yeah. And why they don't pound him and Kareem Hunt all game long and then just have Baker, you know, do play action. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. So the main question for, for this team is will they be able to run the football against a, you know, are one of the best rushing defenses in the league with Pittsburgh. I think they can. I, I really because, do. Because uh, you know, the, the, they rested all the defensive line starters, and they yeah. had a good day running the ball. But now put Cameron Hayward to it and uh, Bose, or uh, Watt back in there, yeah. and let's see if they could do the same thing next week. True. So we will see. In, I, I think in it's Pittsburgh, not Cleveland. This is a – yeah, right. This is a close game, you know, divisional game in the playoffs. First time in 18 years. We know Baker Mayfield's going to – have that chip on his shoulder. I think that 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 this is a a a really good matchup, and we will uh, we'll talk about that one with with Guru next week. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to give Friday a little bit. I just want to give a um, uh, a shout out 
to my boy Chase Claypool yeah. for showing up the week after the fantasy football ends. Thank you, Chase. I really appreciate it. Yep. Going down the stretch, you were completely and utterly inept. And then when it doesn't matter anymore, you go five for 101 in a touchdown. <laughs> Always. Uh, the Ravens took care of business against the Bengals. They're in the playoffs. They ran the ball for about, I think it was 404 yards. yards. And DK, and I told you, once they turned the ball over to Dobbins, yeah. this team changed. Mm-hmm. And there you are. Uh, uh, you have Chase Claypool going off after you needed him. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown, the last couple games, has a touchdown in like the last seven games, you know, two, after I dropped him. Two on him. Sunday. <laughs> but 400, they, they passed for 121 and yep. ran for 404. Yeah. It's insane. They are so like the 1980s version of football. Right. They are. And uh, I mean, and this this team's, you know, playing great. This is a team you don't want to play either. Yeah, this was, this was a team that was going to miss the playoffs at 6 and 6 or 6 and 5 and they they won 5 straight to make the playoffs. And not, it's going to be a dangerous team. Not a team you want to play. No. We'll see if playoff Lamar shows up or MVP Lamar. Uh, that'll be the real question. Uh, uh the Buccaneers, they just I mean that game was like 20 to 23 in the in close. the third quarter and somehow they won by like three touchdowns. I don't know how that happened. They lost Mike Evans who is, you know, a little he had a, a knee Banged his knee and and he's, he's questionable. I'm sure he'll come out and play. play. Vintage Antonio Brown shows up for 138. Godwin had 133. I'm telling you, this is this this is the team that you don't want to play. We, we you know we could talk about uh, the the Browns if they could run the football. You know and play them. The Ravens. This is the team with Tom Brady and these weapons and the defense playing like it is. This is a team you don't want to play. Oh, totally agree. I mean. The fact that Antonio Brown had 14 targets, yeah, right, 11 catches for 138 and two touchdowns, Godwin five for 133 and two touchdowns. I mean, it's it's a gluttony of talent on that team. Yeah, I think I think they're the second best team in the NFC behind Green Bay. I really do. I I don't disagree. I, I think that they showed, you know, they they took some. They had two terrible games. I don't know why they did against against New Orleans. That's how they lost that division. They, they they completely didn't show up against New Orleans. I and then every other game, pretty much, they played excellent every against any other team. I think they're playing better football now than the Saints. And I think the Saints are 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 I, I just think that the Saints, you know, they have that team. Like I said, they have that team every year. And I just think they don't have what it takes to beat a Bucks or a, a Packers. See, the only problem with the Bucks is they're going to play all their home, all their uh, playoff games on the road. Right. You know, and if they got to play in Washington, they're going to have to play at some point against. Uh, well, they're probably going to play Green Bay. Yeah. You know, in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's just it's going to be a tough road. But yes, very talented. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Packers, they took down the Bears. It was a pretty close game. Trubisky played well through three quarters, and then it, it was just. They, they, they turned up the gear in the fourth quarter, and Aaron Rodgers uh, turned it up a little bit and secured that MVP. But but here is my problem, is that Aaron Rodgers is so damn good, I hate it. It's awful. He's so, like, like there's there's levels did, to quarterbacks. Did he even try on Sunday? I don't know. He, he, he usually doesn't. He threw the ball 24 times. <laughs> he completed 19 passes. Yeah. Four of them were touchdowns. He like, just... It, there, there's levels there, there is levels to quarterbacks like you can talk about a Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson and you think that they're great quarterbacks and that's great Aaron Rodgers and, and like like him and Mahomes 
are on different they're, they're, it's just yes. another planet. level another a different planet, planet. Yep. and they're in a league of their own right now and it's just it, yes it's, but only one's winning the mvp it's ridiculous he is winning the mvp by the way just one note on the bear side which hey congratulations on limping into the playoffs <laughs> that's what that's what i was gonna say next somehow they made the playoffs I yeah they made it because arizona's terrible yeah um is darnell mooney yeah is gonna be a star he I, I like him. He I is, really like him. He he's a really good player. I I, I don't even remember him playing at Tulane. Yeah. But uh, he went eleven for ninety three. But he's going to be the guy who t- who's going to become eventually a number one wide receiver on this team. Yeah, I believe he is. And yeah. with Allen Robinson being a free agent and yeah. him, you know, expressing that he probably wants out of there. Yeah. He's going to have to step up. Uh, so in, in some other news, uh, the. Raiders beat the Broncos because they went for two and screwed the Cowboys draft position by one pick. <laughs> so thank you, Raiders. Uh, in more important games, the Colts secured their playoff spot. They had the Miami loss, and they took down the Jaguars. Shout out to Jonathan Taylor. Who's he? For 253 yards on the ground. And two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. So I I would love to take you back on a little journey. Yeah. It was uh, the start of fantasy football. Right. We were talking running backs. You're going to bring up. You're going to bring oh, up. Oh, you're damn skippy Marlon I am. Mack. You're damn skippy I am. Right. And you were like, Marlon Mack is the better running back. And Jonathan Taylor, I don't even know if he'll see the field. Did you right. Know? Do you remember? So, so it's, it definitely helps when you tear ACL. It really helps. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It, it definitely helps to get back on the field when you're starting running with tears the ACL. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, I'll remind everyone again of week one. Let's go back 17 weeks where Marlon Mack basically had like 100 yards on the first uh possession they just handed the ball off against jacksonville like 100 it was like five yards 10 yards 15 yards broke a 50 yard run and they handed it off for a touchdown and he tore his acl okay or his achilles and that's all very well and good right jonathan taylor never i, I, I want to give you the stats right never hold on never said that jonathan taylor isn't good no this is the best college you, running back like top five college running back of all time you call him crap I never called him crap. I said oh. for I said for fantasy. You said he wasn't going to see the field, I, and he wouldn't have. Yes, when he it, it helps when you cure starting running back Whatever. gets hurt. I'm saying he is a great running back when he's if he was the starter. He wasn't the starter. If you know if he was if there was no Marlon Mack, he'd be a hundred percent with Philip Rivers as your quarterback. A must have in fantasy. In fifteen, wasn't this in year. 15 games this year because he didn't play the first game. Yeah. Two th- he has a uh, one thousand one hundred sixty nine yards, yep. eleven touchdowns, another thirty six catches for three hundred yards and a touchdown receiving. Yeah, he's had a great year. Yes, and he's a great running back. And once I'm sure Marlon Mack won't be back on that team. No, he will not. And and, and he he will be a good running back in that system for a long time against that against that offensive line. Anyone could be running in that offensive line. This is another team you don't want to play. Yeah, it's a good team. Uh, the. the but they have they to play are, the, they are, the wild card. They are the dark horse team in that AFC because they have showed signs that their defense is the best. They have showed signs, like in this game, that they can run the ball just as good as anyone. Yeah, but they got to play Buffalo in right. Buffalo. That's the only problem. If they won the division, I would have think I, I would have thought long and hard about making them go further. Yeah, but I I just don't see any team but the Chiefs really playing Buffalo like like close. I really don't. That team is so good. I know. Uh, and and for the Jaguars, they're on the clock with the first pick in the NFL draft. Oh, God, I wonder who they'll take. Uh, Do you think maybe they'll take the offensive tackle out no, of Oregon? It might. But, you know, there's there's Justin Fields. He just beat Trevor Lawrence. Oh, whatever. Is that is is, is that getting into their minds? It might be. That he's better? Might be. Maybe. Could change we'll everything. We'll have to see. April. April. 
Uh, and then the Rams took down the Murrayless Cardinals. I, I think this game... Th- this game was atrocious. Was Yeah, it was hard to watch. I think that actually... And we actually watched it. No, we watched it. But I think actually uh, uh, Wolford played... Pre- it was like interesting to watch because this was like... Like a, a tall white guy that came in, uh, that pretty much was like Jared Goff. Like, like if you didn't see the back of the jersey, you would have said, "Oh, Jared Goff is playing." It, it wasn't Jared Goff. This was a guy who was in the AAF, and the guy was like running pretty good. He threw a pick six on like the first possession, or a, a, a pick in the first possession, yeah. which didn't rattle him surprisingly. Yeah, and then he came back, and they were, and Sean McVay was like, "Okay, you can. You're actually." a good running quarterback and they like ran him and he was pretty fast and he was pretty good getting out in and out of the pocket and, and running across the field. You know who he reminded me of? Yeah. Taysom Hill. It, it, he he kind of did like, like he wasn't as, as like put your head down and, and run, run over your, people. Yeah. But as in terms of, of like, he knew how to run the football. You could tell he may have played running back in another, you know, in high school or maybe Yeah. do they have, you know, was he like better than Goff? I don't know. Was he like worse than Goff? I don't know. Like I don't think it was that big of a difference. I think if the defense plays as good as they did, you know, then again, Murray got hurt on the first play and they had Streveler, who was by god awful. Awful. I don't know who's worse, him or, or Nate Sudfeld, who, who came in for the Eagles. I'm not sure. He was terrible. Th- this defense, though, yeah, had them clamped down. Yeah, they did. And 200 he, yards of offense. Aaron Donald I mean, was getting through the line on everything they couldn't run. Yeah. And Jalen Ramsey shut down DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. If this, you know, this team's going to take on, I believe they're going to take on the Bears, I believe. Don't, I, 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 no, the Bears are taking on the Saints. No, the Rams are playing Seattle. Yeah, Rams taking on Seattle. You know, if they could shut down, you know, him shutting down Lockett or DK, and then Aaron Donald getting there, stopping Chris Carson. This team is going to be, you know, the Seattle may be limited, and, and it's going to be a, a, a good game. Because I don't think Seattle's that great. I really don't. I think that, you know, they, they've barely won some games. I think that Russell Wilson has severely cooled off since his hot start. And, and DK Metcalf is nowhere to be found yeah, what's the past that? couple weeks. What is that all about? I don't know. I, I they, they, have, they have severely, like, just they changed. They switched in a, in a minute. And the defense actually was playing better. And then the offense, who was going crazy, kind of slowed down, and and I just don't think that they uh, their team is is as good as the record is uh, going into the playoffs right now. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. And then for uh, for the the Titans, they went down to the wire. What the hell was down that? down to the wire with the Texans? Uh, this this game was really good because it was really just good. like a lot of crazy plays. A lot of offense, not a lot of defense. A lot of offense? Yeah. A lot of offense. A lot of offense. We're talking almost a 1,000 yards of offense. Yeah. This was um, Deshaun Watson playing great. Deshaun Watson throwing to Brandon Cooks, who is All having a day. resurgence. No, th- this guy is the second player in history to have four or to have a 1,000 yards on four different teams. I knew the other one. Brandon Marshall, the only other player in history to have a thousand yards on four different teams. Okay, let, hold this on. This guy's just he, Brandon he's Marshall. Great on all their what teams. four teams? Play for the Dolphins. Yep. Play for the Bears. Play yep. for the Broncos. Yep. And play for the Jets. There you go. But Brandon Cooks, you know, has been traded. Everyone knows the story of how he was traded for a first and then another first. You know, from the Saints to the or the the Rams to the Saints mm-hmm. to the Patriots and then to to the Texans that they got him. You know. He has, you know, he he made he, there was, there was rumors that he may not play 
ever again after last season because he had so many concussions in his mm-hmm. career. And he comes out and has 1,000 yards. Like, just crazy stuff. And weirdly enough, I had him on fantasy football in my, in my other league, my smaller league. Yeah. And I felt like every week he didn't do anything. Yeah. And he somehow put up 1,150 yards. He had, he had a great couple last weeks. And this Texans team, people will say it that, you know, look at, like, look at Deshaun and how he has no weapons. This team, you know, David Johnson playing really good. Out of his mind. Uh, they have Cooks. They have Fuller. They have Kuti, who's shown that he's really good. They I don't, have three I don't why it, really good tight ends. Why does it always take one or two massive injuries for Qt to get on the field? Yeah, because he was just behind a lot of he, other Every guys. time he plays, he plays great. Yeah, like they have weapons. This team just needs a defense yes. and some offensive line to actually protect Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And they are going to have a tough time doing that without the number three pick. Yes. Because they traded that to... So the Dolphins, and they really needed that to number three pick because they could have possibly taken uh, the other tackle out of Oregon. Yeah, Sewell. And and that would have probably been good, but now they don't. They're kind of screwed. You know, th- This might be a longer rebuild than most fans would like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if we're talking about the, te- the Titans who are in the playoffs, I think the Titans are good. I think what's really holding them back is their defense. Like this defense has allowed... A lot of points. Like, it's not very good. It's, it's really not very good. But the cool thing was they had uh, this guy, Derrick Henry, who went over 2,000 yards by going 250 yards Correct. right. Everyone knows about Derrick. Like, Derrick Henry's an, a beast. And A.J. Brown, man. What a year. Right. They've got A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Tannehill is the three-head you know monster on that team. Also, Tannehill running really good as well. Like, that man, yeah. they were running read options all day, and they were getting... They were killing the, the Texans on the that one. The bomb he had to A.J. Brown yeah. at the end of the game, uh-huh. the fact that the Texans did not double cover the deep ball, yeah. and the catch that he made 50-something yards down the field was unbelievable. And then Sloman hit it off the crossbar. Yeah, I, that was just the <laughs> perfect ending for, for Sloman yep. from his year. But but this Titans defense has allowed 30 to Jacksonville, 30 to Minnesota. They've allowed tw- uh, 30 to Pittsburgh. They allowed they allowed almost forty. Uh, they allowed forty one to Cleveland. They allowed thirty to Detroit. They allowed forty to Green Bay, and now forty to Houston. This is a you know this is a team that 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 can win. You know they can outscore the other team, but they're not they are not going to beat the Ravens. But if the Ravens come out and score thirty points, this is a Ravens defense that's going to hold them to under. Yeah, thirty points. So right. th- this is th- this is banks on their defense. They can they can win. They can beat a lot of teams. Yep, it's going to come down to their defense because we know that they can hand the ball off and run up the middle with Derrick Henry. It's going to come down. to Can they stop Lamar Jackson and that run defense? Because they have not been able to stop it all year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. So before we continue, I, I just want to play a quick little game with you. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's see. Because I was mesmerized by it. you know I love stats. Right? right. I was mesmerized by this today. Right. About how this league is a passing league uh-huh. and how many good wide receivers there really are. Mm-hmm. So typically, like in a year, if you had 90 catches, you had a great year. You had a great year. year. You had a great year. Guess how many receivers had 90 catches or more? With obviously Stefan Diggs leading the league with 127. I'm going to go with more than 90? Yeah. 15. Oh, good guess. 14. 14. 14. Do you know, I want to give you three names that are in that list. Right. I think they're going to blow your mind. All right. Okay. These people had over 90 catches. Mm-hmm. Coming in at 92, Amari Cooper. Mm. 
He played this year? <laughs> I, I don't remember seeing him much. <laughs> okay? That one kind of threw me for a loop. This right. one threw me for a loop even more. With 97 catches this year, mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh. He, he got off TikTok? I, dude, I don't remember him having a good game all year. <laughs> right? That, that one just threw me for, for a loop. And then this one, this guy th- throws me for a loop every year. Yeah. With 102 catches, uh-huh. Allen Robinson. Always gets it done. He always gets it always done. Gets no matter it the done. quarterback, he always, always gets it done. All right. And then on the other side was reception yards. Yeah. Receiving yards. So mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs led in that category too with 1,535. The guy had an unbelievable year, right? How many people had over 1,000 yards this year? I'm going to go with 14 had more than 90 catches. Yep. That means nine had 1,000 yards. 18. 18. 18 receivers had over 1,000 yards. Passing league. And that's what Mike Evans just barely going over a thousand getting hurt on the last game. And Keenan Allen missing it by eight yards. Oof. So and then Corey Davis missing it by sixteen yards. So they could have had twenty wide receivers. Yeah. You know, with over a thousand yards. Right? Couple of the, the ones that kind of threw me for a loop. All right. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Eleven hundred. Had a good year. Had a great year. Uh DJ Moore. Wasn't he hurt half the year? They that 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 was that. I'm telling you, what we talked last week that the Carolina Panthers should probably be like nine and seven and in that wild card, and they lost so many games because they just let up a last second touchdown. That offense was yeah. great. Yep. They're talking about taking a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater was fine. They have yep. a great offense. They just had like a, a mediocre defense, and they couldn't close out games. Brandon Cooks had six. I mean, Brandon Cooks. Uh, DJ Moore had 66 catches for 1,200 yards. The deep bomb threat. He is the deep bomb threat. Should be a cowboy. Threat. And then finally, uh, Justin Jefferson, man. Yep. Justin Jefferson a, a broke ro- the rookie record. Rookie, see, uh, a rookie season to remember. Yes, eighty-eight receptions, fourteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns. Who's who's rookie wide receiver reception record did he break? I'm assuming. I'm just assuming. Yep. That it was his idol, Randy Moss. It was not. It wasn't Randy Moss. It was not. Who did he break? Well, you're going to have to hold out for that. I'm going to do it as a little teaser when we come back from the break. Okay. Well, we will come back from our break, talk about the Eagles and that discussion, talk a little bit about next uh, the Friday episode, and talk about previewing some of these playoff matches when we come back from the short break and a word from our sponsor. Back from our short break. Did you figure it out? I did not. It was Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. In 2003. Great player. Yep. He was. Uh, and some other games, we had the Chargers beat the Chiefs. Justin Herbert ends his rookie of the year. Uh, oh, locked it up. Locked it up for locked rookie up. of the year. Maybe Jefferson, you know, putting up those numbers. He'll be in I, second. I think that, that Herbert is by far the best QB in this in this draft class. Yeah, that, he had 31 touchdowns. He's going to win. He was crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks. Locked up that number two seed or the number three seed. They uh, they beat the the 49ers. Locked and, it with a nice big game again. Yeah, he had a good game. Also, you have the Saints. They beat the Panthers. They locked up that two seed. How about Ty Montgomery yeah, coming out of oblivion? Yep. You know the old Green Bay Packers little slot guy goes in and starts it running back and runs for 105 yards. Maybe they don't need Kamara. <laughs> yeah, okay, he didn't right. have six touchdowns, but he did. He <laughs> he did have a good game. Uh, 
And our, our final game. No, 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 final. What about, you got the Vikings beating the Lions and the Patriots beating the Jets. I you don't want to talk about those? skip those for a reason. Okay, our fine. final game of the night <laughs> was the Eagles. Eagles taking on Washington. The Washington football team needed a win, and they were in. They win the NFC least. If the Eagles were to pull out the unimaginable upset with the practice squad out there, the Giants were going to the playoffs. And everyone was tuned into this one if you were a Giants fan. You're, you're, you're praying for Jalen Hurts to put out a miracle. And you got that in the first half. Mm-hmm. You got Jalen Hurts out here playing unbelievable. Eh, hold on. On the run game. In the run game. Yeah. He was unstoppable running the ball. He was pathetic throwing the ball. Right. He was 7 so of 20 for how many, 70 yards. Right. How many quarterbacks do you know that are going to be successful throwing the ball when the leading wide receiver is the almighty bust one of my favorite uh, college wide receivers ever, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who is one of the worst. Like, if you go on PFF gr- grade and, and talk, just talk to an Eagles fan, he yeah. is one of the worst wide receivers in the entire league. Okay, but all right, I, I get it. However, they had Zach Ertz. They had Fulgham. They had Rager out there. They had Greg Ward out there. They had Quez Watkins. They had all their receivers out there, except for Alshon Jeffries and Deshaun Watson, who they haven't had all year, and Dallas Goddard. So they had people to throw to. Look, before we, we talk about the the whole situation with him getting pulled, yeah. I will say this. I hate the Eagles, yeah. and, and I I, ne- I will never, you know, I hate the Eagles. Like, I, me and you— all Cowboys fans, we hate the Eagles. And most, we don't, we don't use the word hate lightly. No, we don't. <laughs> and and we, I, I despise the Eagles. Yep. Here, I, I will say a, a good thing about the Eagles. I, I don't know the last time I said like a good thing. Like every time Wentz would be brought up, I always said like, yeah, Wentz is good. You know, I never said Wentz was great or Wentz was bad. I said Wentz was okay. You know, yep. I never thought he was, I thought Dak was always better than Wentz, but I always said Dak was okay. Jalen Hurts is going to be very good. I think he's he is very good. I think they might make a mistake. They might make a mistake with with maybe trying to to run it back with Wentz. I just don't know what's going to happen in that in the off season. If they're, I don't know if you can trade him. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if they'll just outright cut him. I'm I, not sure. So first of all, I totally disagree. I I think Jalen Hurts is a above average running quarterback Mm. i have seen him throw the ball he's terribly inconsistent right he is he is very inaccurate he's got a cannon he has got a cannon great he's got a cannon but he throws the ball to the wrong team or over the heads or under the head give give him an off season to work with some guys and get uh, get and and that might be the case healthy but look at kyler murray right and look at lamar jackson these are all novelties to put the best athlete at quarterback and for a while it it really gets the other team yeah. But after a while, when there's enough tape and then these guys start breaking down, you know, injury wise, right. it, it's unsustainable. Yeah. You know, you need a pocket presence quarterback to survive a 16 game season. I, I, I really believe in this guy. I, I think he's very good. I, I I hope they go with Wentz and, and try to fix Wentz because I, I want to play Wentz rather than this guy. I, I do too, but I, I, I'm telling you, Wentz, if he went to another team, yeah. will show you that he is a long-term better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Right. We'll have to see you next year because they did not win this game and, and put the Giants fans uh, uh, doing their happy dance because in the fourth quarter, the late third quarter of this game, Doug Peterson decides to pull Jalen Hurts, decides to pull him and, and put in Nate Sudfeld, yeah. who, by the way, 
you know, the Eagles did find something out after this game. I, 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 they, they, you know, they were evaluating Nick, Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld is just, he's not the QB for the future. No. He's not. So do you know that Nate Sudfeld's been on the team for four years? Four years. He's always been the backup. He's, he's come in like week 17 or when someone's got hurt. And, and he here is, was, and Doug Peterson's justification yeah. was, uh, Nate has been with us for four years. We wanted to get him some reps and get him some action. We still had our other starters out there, and it was just a good way for us to see what he could do. Yeah. Do you buy that crap? I mean, no. Do you buy it, that it's crap? BS. And, of and, course it's BS. Yeah, it's BS. Why couldn't he just come out and be like, you know what? I wanted to put Nate in there. Didn't want to win this game. I wanted the sixth pick <laughs> next year. That would so, I would have I would have more respect for Doug if he said that. So do I like the fact that he pulled the quarterback that was single handedly like leading this team, you know, keeping the game close with like he had nobody to help him? No, I don't like it. But here's the problem, you know, with everyone saying Oh, it was. What? How could they do this? The integrity this was, of the game. Right, the integrity of the game. No, I disagree with that. That he did what he had to do. There was there is no upside to winning that game if you're the Eagles. From dropping to possibly the ninth pick if you lost from the six, it doesn't win you anything if you win this game. I I I, I as much as as from a football standpoint of, of a competitive standpoint of being a competitive person and a a sports an athlete myself of, of being having that competitive nature I, I thought it was awful I, I think you leave the player you leave your best players in there and, and th- at the end of the day this is a job and, and you're trying to do your best at that job they, you know they always say that that GMs and, and GMs and, and owners tank but players and coaches don't right and would you have been okay if Nate Sudfield started the game played the whole game would that have been better I, I think no one would be talking right but, so, but the fact that he did that, I disagree with it. But at the end of the day, you have to accept that this is a, there is a, you know, this is a, a business when it comes to. I get all that, AJ. That, when it that's comes fine. to getting, you know, better, better picks, picks it helps and, your, yeah, it the helps future and all that crap. Here's my problem, okay, yeah. is you made the players practice all week, mm-hmm. right? They didn't get the week off. They didn't get to spend New Year's Eve with their families and chilling out. They were like preparing for the game all week. He played all his starters, you know, at the get-go. Why change? Because you were winning? You're winning and, and starting to dominate the game, and it looks like you're going to take over and win this game, and then you go, hmm, that, that, that wasn't the game plan. I was trying to, like, you know, just make a good showing. And then you pull your starting quarterback, I mean, but you don't pull anybody. Like It just, it, it just smelled and reeked of just Doug Peterson being an ass. Look, is he an ass? Yes. He, I despise him i think that he's you know some of his his choices as a coach are pretty bad i think that he does stupid stuff i i I think that he's you know he won a super bowl and he thinks he's the stuff he thinks he's the guy and i don't like him but at the end of the day they have they just had to do it like if this was if this was the cowboys we would have been saying we would be talking about a whole different thing and saying whoa we had to do this we didn't want to drop from the ninth pick it just has to you know, it comes down to the fact that the Giants fans were crying, which also Giants fans, you think I care? I'm doing this because I care about you? Absolutely not. No. I could care less about those Giants fans as yeah. much as the Eagles. Listen, I'm I'm happy the Giants who beat us did yeah. not make the playoffs. 
But if I was the Cowboys and we had won that game, uh-huh. I would have been losing my mind. You probably would have had to stop me from getting on a plane and heading to Philly this Look, morning. That's, exa- that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, this is – there is no upside to winning that game. There is no, there's no, like, morality thing if, if Jalen Hurts – comes back and, and sends Washington home. No, there's nothing. They had to lose that game. And basically, Doug Peterson, we, you know, we all say, you know, I hate him, but it's a, you know, it was the smart thing to do because he knew, he can tell you whatever BS he wants about Nate Sudfeld yeah. deserving snaps. He knew that Nate Sudfeld wasn't going to win that game. He, you know, he knew he was, he was putting him in there and he wasn't going to succeed. And Chase Young basically said, I'm going to end this game because I'm going to destroy you in the backfield. And you suck anyway. And now Chase Young is calling for Tom Brady. He wants Tom Brady. Oh, I'm he's sure he does. Yeah. And and the he's, Washington he's gonna get a rude awakening. And what that's like. <laughs> he might. They might have a, a game plan to 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 probably stop him. Listen, I I wouldn't put it against Chase Young for uh, having his sack or two and maybe a strip fumble. Yeah. But. Uh, you, you'll see my prediction on Friday. All right. Well, that concludes. Hold on. Before you conclude, I got two more things. All right. Two more things that, because again, season's over and stats are my thing. Yeah. So two more things that I thought were tremendously interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. Rushing. Obviously, Derrick Henry was the rushing champion, right? 2,027 yards. Mm-hmm. He was 470 yards ahead of Dalvin Cook, who didn't play in week 17 because his dad died. Yeah. Right? And then Dalvin Cook, who only played 15 games, well, Jonathan Taylor played 50 games, was 400 yards ahead of the third guy. So basically, Derrick Henry was over 800 yards, almost 900 yards better than the third best running back in the league. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. And my final thing is passing yards. Who led the league in passing? My favorite quarterback in the entire league, Deshaun Watson. That's the note I want to end on. Wait, so are we, you know, last year, Dak... Was you know threw for like five thousand yards and the, yep. the 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 thing on Dak was it's garbage yards right yep. he leads the league in, in things but they didn't get you know they didn't make the playoffs they didn't win the games oh but now Deshaun but now here's you know it's Deshaun Watson oh well Deshaun Watson has no one to throw to and ever and he led the you know he's so good he led the oh okay now you're switching up on on uh just because it's it, all uh, the Dak haters you can't you well can't to 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 make your point. Out of the top 10 quarterbacks in passing yards this year, yeah, how many made the playoffs? I would say that out of the top 10, I would say eight of them made the playoffs. Six. Six. Four of them had a lot of garbage time. Right. Deshaun Watson, Matty Ice, Justin Herbert, and Kirk Cousins. Is Dak in that top 10 still? No, he's not. He's not, <laughs> he's not even in the top 20. He was still. He was up there in the... In the he was about the halfway through the year. Weeks. Halfway through the year. <laughs> he, was, he was on his pace to 7,000. Oh, that would have been year. great. But that is, we, that is the end of the uh, NFL regular season. We will have Friday, as we said, our playoff preview with Guru Griff. Excited to have him on. Me too. And we will... We, you know, we have some... We had our Super Bowl picks from the beginning of the season... But we have the we have the option to switch those up. Oh, we're gonna switch them because we got that uh, uh, the bracket finally set up for for us to pick. Done. That's gonna do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials, on especially on TikTok. I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to a thousand followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at 
the Sports Appeal Podcast. My TikTok handle is Sports Appeal AJ. My Instagram is the Sports Appeal Podcast. Follow me on all those. You can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search up the Sports Appeal. Also, you can go to my homepage, anchor.fm slash AJ-Teal to get to all the external links.